0: It's. Christmas season, and even if you don't view Jesus Christ as a religious leader, he is a historical figure whose life and ministry influence much of the mainstream Christmas celebrations that we embrace today. Studio 5 contributor Shima Boffman comes from a family of diverse faith, and she believes that no matter your beliefs, it's possible to benefit from Jesus Christ's example of leadership. Shima joins me. It's always great to have you, sister. Thank you. And I'm really intrigued about your lens toward this. First, though, tell me about your family.
1: Yes. So my family is like mixed faith family, like many, but maybe a little bit more unusual and from the spread because uh, my parents are Muslim. I have we have New Age spirituality, we have ag- agnosticism, we have traditional Christian, we have. Um, Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints. So we're all over the place, but one thing that we all agree on when we get down to talking about philosophy and religion is that Jesus Christ was a great leader and and an uh, incredible example, even as a philosopher, if you don't see him as a religious figure. Mm -hmm. And so this is something that my family's discussed and I thought, you know, when we talk about leadership, there's so much we could learn from Jesus as a leader.
0: Well, as our Studio 5 leadership contributor, I think this is an interesting lens and a timely one, as, as we've acknowledged with the Christmas season. But I appreciate this because I think any religious leader when viewed in secular context, whether yes. that's Muhammad or Buddha or the Pope, there are practical everyday lessons that we can garner from these remarkable human beings yes. that will inspire us, you believe, to be better leaders in our home and family.
1: Absolutely. I mean think of Martin Luther King was a religious leader and a civil rights leader and yes. you know, both things can apply even today, there's lots of lasting lessons from lots of leaders. So
0: Leadership lesson number one, you say great leaders give credit where credit is due.
1: Yes, so one of the things that's really interesting, you think of Jesus Christ and what we have, the record of the New Testament where he, we learn about his ministry and he thanks God seven times, in his ministry and every time a morsel of food enters his mouth or is about to, he always looks up and thanks God. And I just think that kind of giving credit to God for these blessings um, is a really important leadership principle. And so I thought, um, you know, when you think about in our day, how we can apply this, uh, there's a um, interesting guy in my neighborhood that um, had such an experience where, you know, it's one of those near death experiences, but really physically, I think he actually died. It it was a crazy uh, story where he had COVID and um, through some medical complications was, you know, went basically silent. His his uh, brain stopped for 17 minutes, and wow. anyway, so um, but but now he's alive, and and kind of every time he has a chance to talk about it, he praises God and is always just so grateful for this. And I just it always comes to mind when I think about giving credit. It's like giving credit where it's due, and yes you know.
0: Well, good leaders point forward, right? They point to those around them. They point to those, I mean, metaphorically behind them. And you pointed our attention to a quote by Andrew Carnegie who said, no man will make a great leader who wants to do it all himself or get all the credit for doing it. There is such strength. And I think power like displayed power from someone who says, oh, but it was her. That's right. Oh, but it was him. That puts you in such a strong position.
1: Absolutely. And then also makes people actually look up to you as a leader, right? You know, if you want to be a leader, you need to give credit. Otherwise, people might get resentful.
0: Next, you say a great leader sees the invisible.
1: Yes. Yes. And I love this because you think about like who are the VIPs in our world, right? You think of a graduation, who's named first? It's people with status, honors, degrees, right? Seniority, mm-hmm. and that's who we kind of name first. But you think of Jesus Christ, he gave his, his um, you know, mission defining sermon on the mount, the very famous that you know, all of us know even if you're not religious, and the first thing he says, the first thing out of his mouth is, blessed are the poor in spirit. Mm. And when you think about that and translate that in our day, it's like the people that are depressed, the people that are meek, humble, Mm -hmm. you know, sitting in the back of the room having a hard time. Mm -hmm. It's not the people that are, you know, praised by men. That we see or say first. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like thinking about them. And this is uh, something I learned in my leadership role at my job is um, I used to see my assistant as a lot of people did as somebody who helped me get my stuff done. Mm -hmm. Right. I was Mm -hmm. very courteous to her and kind, but, but we just, that was all it was. I didn't see her as a human who has hopes and dreams like I did. I didn't see her in the way I should as a leader. Mm -hmm. And I remember you know, some years into our relationship, we had 10 years together. I it's something flipped and we started connecting over our families, our faith. We both like shoes. I mean, silliest things, right? And then we just became bonded. And you know, she would cry when I had my baby. She's like, be careful, just be, you know, it's just we had this love for each other that when we left, I left the University of Utah, I mean, like, brings me tears now, just thinking of leaving her because it was such a beautiful, changed relationship. And I think as a leader, if you can just love the people that you're serving in a real way, Mm -hmm. not just see them as, well, this person does the sales and this person is my assistant. You know, it
0: just opens your world. Well, just the way you phrase that, see the invisible, I think it prompts the question, who's invisible? Like who in my life is that translucent presence that I could embody or validate or build up or color in a way that makes them a friend, makes them yes. human to human, as you right. described, heart to heart. Right,
1: and I think anyone can be invisible depending on how you treat them, right? Totally. You can treat people like invisible who aren't, yeah. just because you maybe don't remember their name. I mean, right. we do it all the time, there's lots of things we could do better on that, but I just think sometimes assistants or janitors or cleaning mm-hmm. people, you know, some people like that can be more commonly seen as invisible. They and can make, feel unseen. And, but to Christ, they're number one.
0: Yeah, they were know? it, that's who he led with, that's, that's who, who he acknowledged right. first. Yeah. Lastly, you believe great leaders have an abundance mentality. Yes,
1: yes. And I think um, there's a great story that's not very commonly talked about in the scriptures in Mark 9 where um, John comes up to Jesus and says, hey, there's this guy that's casting out devils in your name. You know, to kinda, he doesn't follow us, so don't worry, we told him to stop. And Jesus is like, wait, wait, no, don't, you know, let him stop. He says, anyone that's doing this good in my name um, can't be speaking bad of me. Mm-hmm. So kind of like let him move forward. And mm-hmm. I think it's a valuable lesson of abundance. Look, if someone is doing Christ's work, even if he's not following, you know, he was all on board with it. And I think that's a really good business principle. I um, had this story, I asked my husband for permission to share it because it's, you know, whatever, one of those. But um, I said, you know, he had this experience where one of his investors had this property that they were going to sell, and they came to him and they said, "Hey, will you guys, you know, deal with this?" And they agreed on a price, and they were about to go through with it. And my husband through some due diligence, found out that the property was worth like so much more than they mm, thought, mm. and so they could have just kind of sold it, took sure. the profit. I mean, nobody would have faulted them for that. But instead, he felt like, you know, we should go back to them and let them know, just because they don't seem to know the value. Yes. He told them they, you know, and he said, "Look, you, if you want to pull the deal, you can." And they ended up being so happy that they were told that this was worth a lot more. They ended up deciding to split the profits, like 50-50, kind of like win-win. And then they ended up um, selling it and everyone benefited. And then, you know, years later, this was years ago, but this company ended up investing, you know, double what they had invested before in my husband's company, just because of the integrity and the abundance mentality. It's like, we can both benefit, right? We didn't have to benefit double. We could both benefit. And there's so much in business, I think that's one of those tricky things, competition or abundance. I mean, I think we can be more abundant than we think.
0: I agree. Yeah. I think abundance when practiced yes. is the most personally fulfilling and professionally, I think, accelerating thing that yeah. you can do. I recently watched, this is in the last couple of days, uh, two, the leaders of two prominent charities in our community uh-huh. and they crossed paths. Mm. Now I could say competing charities and that sounds like an oxymoron, yeah. but you know what I mean. They're both at this <laughs> yes. time of year yes. really trying to build totally. up their cause. And I loved eavesdropping on their conversation. I was totally eavesdropping yeah. because they were both so engaged with how are you doing? Oh. How are your people being Good. served? Of Tower might My- and yes. it's that abundance that Good. like if we're helping totally. in the cause right, right. toward the right. same goal, right. then it all it all adds up in the same way. Yeah, Shima, beautiful life lessons. Yes. Thank you so much. It's that Christmas story through a unique lens of leadership, and we appreciate you doing that for thank us. Thank you, thank you. If you want to review this conversation or any of the other leadership interviews that we've done over the last couple months through the Studio 5 Lead series, please go to our website, studio5.ksl.com, type lead in the search engine at the upper right-hand corner of your screen, and they'll all populate right there at your fingertips. It's been an empowering conversation, I think, no matter our role or our position to build those leadership skills and strengthen each other as women.